Today we have a special guest all the way from Jacksonville, Florida, Miss Ashley Woods. She's the owner of Fab Pink Chic Photography, and we're honored to have her here tonight. Thank you, thank she you. She just got off the plane from New York, just <laughs> touched down, so that's real big time, so we're glad to have you here. Uh, thank you, I appreciate it. Out of uh, the many things you have going on, um, the different ventures and, and different things that you you have and, and things you have came across in life so far, um, I find it impressive to find the strength and the energy to start a business and to be able to do it the way that you're doing it, you know, with, with class and at the level that you're doing it at. I and then you that. reached out to us and gave us a hand, like, <laughs> not just a hand, like came in and kind of, you know, put us on game. So we, we really appreciate that. We really that. appreciate Thank that. We really appreciate that. Uh, could you just elaborate a little bit on uh, your business and what you have going on? So Fat Pink Sheet Photography is my uh, photography business. Um, it originally did not start off like that. Okay. Fat Pink Chic Photography was Fat Pink Chic, the fashion blog. When yeah. I was just working a regular just corporate job, um, entry-level corporate job, and during my lunch break, I would have one of my coworkers go shoot me. Mm -hmm. um, and um, eventually, like, I think I, probably about after two years or so, like I was getting really bored with my content that I was just doing. So um, I want to say... I decided to invest into a really expensive camera just for my content. Um, so, of course, you know, YouTube videos. I kind of had somewhat of a history with photography. My brother used to teach me certain things and, you know, whatnot. So um, I pretty much invested into this camera and was teaching myself how to shoot it so I can tell whoever. Because I would let anybody shoot me for my blog. You know, um, at the time when you don't have any money, it's like you're not paying nobody $500 per session to shoot you for um, for your fashion blog. So I want to say I invested in a camera, was learning how to do it, and then about a week later, um, my job let me go after I had just accepted a promotion from them. So, you know, usually when you have... A corporate job nowadays in this day and age you start off as temporary so that's kind of how that started and I had been working for them for maybe about two years and uh, maybe two weeks prior to that I got promoted and they said well we want to roll you over for the permanent position so I was like oh, okay cool this works out I had saved up so much money and then I took maybe about $1,200 out of my savings just to invest into like a decent camera for you know my blog content smart move yeah so I was like oh bigger salary I can take the risk about 1200 so yeah I was I'll never forget it was a Thursday I was working a full day of work and they called me uh one of my close friends Matt and another lady into an office and they said well um, the director over the department doesn't need you anymore. After working a full day, they literally yeah. just let us go. And I was like, okay, like, they just going to let us go? Like, um, you know, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I got a kid. Like, right, I can't, you know, at the time, I was not getting paid for my fashion blog. So um, I remember I was in the car. I called my mom, and I was, like, crying. I was like, yeah, I just lost my job. And, you know, my mom was kind of just always, like, one of those people. She was like, well... You know, my mom always was one of those people who used to just say, always dabble in everything because eventually something will stick. So she would say, you know, she just told me, she was like, straight up, she was like, well, you know, well, maybe you can focus on things that you want to do or push what you want to do or your brand hardest. I was like, okay. 
all that. I was like, yeah, yeah, but, you know, I still. So um, one day I was li literally in her living room and I was playing with the camera. And she was like, well, have you ever thought about photography? Now, it had came across my mom because I was teaching myself on telling people how to shoot me. Um, and then she kind of, like, spoke into existence. So I was like, okay. Well, I'll try it. So in between corporate jobs, I was looking for a job and decided to apply for this small job that I got offered because I wasn't getting any calls back. So um, newborn photography in the hospital. Mm, so okay. um, you talking about the people who come around? Yeah, like, okay, yeah, 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 them. So and predominantly is majority of the photographers there predominantly white and yeah. uh, they're older, retired women that, you know, they just doing stuff to kill time. Yeah. And so I yeah, remember. I didn't know that was a position. Yeah, it's no actually problem. a position. It was on Indeed.com. And I just remember I applied for the job and they called me back and I was like, okay, well, I don't have any photography. So it, the job kind of just sounded too good to be true. Right, okay. um, so I remember I, I was telling my parents about it and they were like, and my mom was like, well, you never know where it leads you. I'll tell anybody really quick, being a newborn photographer was literally the best thing that kind of ever happened to me because... Um, it, the pay was terrible. Let's just start there. Like, it was literally you got paid the commission or you got paid the fallback pay, which is the hourly pay, and that was $8.25. Oh, yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, it was yeah, terrible. Yeah. And so you may go in there, and there may be one baby born, and then you can go in there, take the pictures, and they're like, oh, well, we don't want the pictures. Oh. So you, Yeah, so you literally have to learn the hustle, so, of course, you know, the women that worked in the hospital as a newborn photographers, they, they were married, they had husbands, they were tired. It's like, oh, we just go in here for a few hours. So some days you may go in there for like an hour, and then some days you may go in there for like two and a half, three hours. And so with me, I was like, well, I'm a shy girl. I've never been a people person. And I literally had to learn that overnight. So, um, of course, you know, go do the interview, um, go do the interview, get the job, and then, you know, I have my trainer, I go in there, because, uh, of course, you know, still doing the fashion blog thing, and, you know, my the person who trains me, she tells me, you can't go in there with makeup like that, you can't go with your hair all glammed up, because you would make a woman feel insecure, okay. and, you know, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to stop being who I am. I said, if anything, like, they'll look at me and say, girl, can you hook my eyebrows up? Because there was even a time where she was training me, and the girl was like, can you get my baby hairs? And she had no idea what that was. The, the lady? The lady who was training me. Had no idea. She had no idea. She had no idea what, like, laying baby hairs. I was like, oh, okay, girl, I got you. I was like, you want me? I got an eyebrow pencil in my bag. Do you want me? And I remember doing her eyebrows, everything for the picture. And then that was my first package I ever sold, and it was a $300 package. Oh, so I so really... So three hundred dollar package was literally twenty five percent of that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was twenty five percent. So of course, you know, working in a hospital, you have to learn and be confident in what you sell, and you have to learn how to read the room, know the personalities, and then you have to learn how to brand yourself. Like you have to literally convince people in there who had a baby that probably got to buy formula, diapers, all this other type of stuff on why they should spend their money. So I came across a whole bunch of people in the hospital. I remember I came across this, uh, this wealth manager and I remember I sold a package to him and he was like, why did you sell the package so low? And I said, what do you mean? And he was like, you sold me a $160 package. He was like, we came here. He was like, the last time we had our firstborn son, 
We bought a $600 package. He literally made me resell the photos all over again. Oh, man. And he was like, start at your highest package. He was like, because the worst thing can happen is that you have to go lower, lower, lower. And so from then on, I got pretty confident in who I was. And um, I even went so far out as like outside of my job taking a taking a CPR class. Just going in, like, when I say my credentials, like, oh, I'm CPR certified. So just in case if the baby code's red, I can call the nurse and know exactly what to do with the newborn as well. Um, so I learned that. I learned how to swaddle 22 different ways. I learned how to... Um, uh, use hustling, hustling. Yeah, and then I learned the importance of angles and lighting okay. with the camera. So by that time, it had got to a point where certain people I had met or came across who were having babies were recommending me to their friends whenever they said, hey, find the girl Ashley. So when that happened, my sales got so good that my supervisor at the time, because she didn't live here, so I had a person that I reported to at the Pacific Hospital in Jacksonville, and it got to the point where she was like, hey, can you start working this hospital on the weekends, and when you're done with your main hospital, can you work this hospital? Ultimately, I totally, I, I think the total of hospitals in Jacksonville I was working was about six. So it literally was a hustle game as far as like, if I can sell at least, even as low as the digital downloads, it was $160 for the digital downloads. If I sold four of those, four of those, every two weeks my check, four of those each day, every two weeks my check will rang out to about $800 with just commission. Because if you're only working three hours and you're paying, you're getting paid $8 an hour, like, that's nothing. That's $24 that you made just for that day. So it was like that kind of taught me, like, okay, I, le- I literally have to learn how to hustle. So even in between that, I eventually got back onto the corporate game. But I didn't trust the corporate game, so I was like, okay, I'm not going to sit up here and depend on one check. I still kept that part-time job. So I did. I worked two jobs, and sometimes I went to the hospitals late at night because babies were wide awake. So by this time, when that corporate job came along, I had learned babies all the way. I learned when they slept, if they, if clients wanted um, sleeping babies, if they wanted babies wide awake, anything. And then if they sold the package, I had even got permission from my supervisor, well, my district manager, uh, that I can give a business card. So I created business cards, and anytime I sold a package, because she said, if they're not buying a package, I can't give it to them, which is understandable. So when I sold a package, I gave them a business card. I was like, hey, if you ever need milestone, I can do that. And I said, I can do it outside the hospital. Never, ever doing it before, but that's how I kind of just market myself. Um, so even to all the way down to um, one of my biggest clients who had twins was a Jaguar player at um, one of the hospitals there. So... It all became that, and then the pandemic kind of hit. So it hit. Yeah, Yeah, the pandemic hit. So, um, of course, the corporate job went from working from home, and then in the hospital, it was just one of those things where it was like, because I I had started Fat Pink Sheet Photography, but I didn't really push it until 2020 as hard as I did. So the pandemic hit, and... Everything happened like, okay, so that was a loss of income because it wasn't a necessity. So we couldn't be in the hospitals. They didn't feel like it was safe to be around babies if we were going to be out. So I had the corporate job working from home. My son went from homeschooling. And then, of course, you know, my mom went from homeschooling. So we were all home. And I said, okay, well, how can I magnify on this? 
So, of course, because I had relationships with the doctors, they said, Ashley, it's okay if I gave them your phone number? And I said, absolutely. So all the babies that were leaving, they said, well, you don't do the newborn photography. They said, no, but I got a number for you. Um, so I had doctors literally calling me saying, hey, it's okay, and they would forward my number. So I end up, I want to say the first three months, I end up shooting about 40 babies outside the hospital. Um, and so that's when I learned, okay, about prices, about contracts, um, and just to, just to look a little bit more professional because, you know, as African-Americans, we get this title of black-owned businesses, and then it's like, oh, I can't. So it's like I wanted the full length of what Fat Pink Sheet Photography because it's my brand. So um, in the midst of that, I said, okay. So I ended up getting, somebody was like, oh, well, can you come do a wedding? And I'm like, yeah, I can come do a wedding. Never did a wedding before, but I did it. Um, the portrait shots were perfect, but then like those action shots were terrible. But it was my first time, so it was like I knew so when I went back to do my second wedding, I knew exactly what to do. That's what I was about to say. So yeah. how did you, like, I mean, approaching that? Like, yeah, so I went in with my first wedding as a second shooter. Oh, okay. um, and it was my, at the time, my at the time mentor. She, like, literally, like, just threw me out there to the web. She's like, all right, cool. Go to the men's suite. I need to shoot all the groomsmen. I need detail shots. I need this. I need that. I need you to go to the bride's suite, and I need you to do that. Because she had a whole other wedding that she had to do. So she had a head photographer, and then she said, I just need a second shooter. She said, I just need at least 300 good shots from you. I think she maybe got, like, two shots. That was it. So as a second shooter, you're, like, you know, you're, you're, you're backup on this one, right? So yeah, like, you're backup. Okay. So there's a main photographer, right? and they're the ones that's getting the action shots. They're the ones that know how this, how this shit works. And then there's you who's saying, okay, well, what do you need me to do? It's almost like an assistant, but with a camera. Um. So by the time I came back to the second wedding, because the second one I second shot, I was directly with her. And it was a bigger wedding. It was, I think, about, I want to say, it was about 40 people in the bridal party. It was on a ranch. It was like a 20-acre thing, but, I mean, it was perfect. Um, and then it was kind of just like, okay, like, this is kind of actually taking off. So by that time, I was like, okay, this is cool, like, that pink chic is what it is today because it elevated in the pandemic. Yeah. That's what's up. So you you mentioned that uh, you originally were working somewhere else. Yes. And then they came to you and at the end of the day, hey, we don't need you anymore. Yes. How, what, how did that blow, like, how did that initially, like, I understand you, you yeah. talked to your mom, but initially, like, what, did you have doubts? Or, like, what was that first initial thought when you got there? When, so, that information. we, a week prior, something happened. So, apparently, there was something going on with the department. Um, we had got prior note that a audit director had came in and, took, and taken over the department, which means that the head people of our department were not handling money properly. So... And me, I was just going in as a tip, um, as a as a temp analyst. So it's like when you have your boss and you have the senior analyst and all of them, like they get so much money to budget, and they were not doing right by it. And so eventually, after so many years, it got caught up. So the first thing that audit director comes in and says, he's, uh, she says, we don't need any temps, we can't afford them. And so of course, my boss said. I just promised these guys not only a promotion, but I promised them to be rolled over permanently. And she did. She tried as much as she could to try to get us, you know, to keep it. But ultimately, like, that lady was like, no, nah, we good. We don't need you. So 
it went over from there. And I remember she came. She's like, hey, I need you and Matt to come. And I was like, are we getting laid off? And she was like, yeah. And I saw her crying. So I remember we walked in there. It was her. It was her boss. And then it was like the people that were over the temp agency. And they sat us down. And they were like, well, um, we're sorry. Unfortunately, stuff like very insensitive. Like they was like, we're sorry. Stuff like this always happens. Um, and they said, well, we just need you to turn in your badge and we'll escort you off the premises. And I remember I was so pissed. I said, you ain't going to escort me off these premises. Like, I just, I stole, like, boxes and stuff out the yeah, office. Yeah. Like, you're right, yeah. like, you're not going to do that. And so, of course, my boss, she was like, no. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Because yeah. that's exactly, they were like, we're going to escort you off the premises. Like, like I was, like, they caught me on camera stealing boxes. I was like, oh, no, that's not going to happen. So, um, my boss initially walked me out. And my boss, literally, she was crying. And I was like, I like her a lot. She was really sweet to me. She always looked out for me. But I was like, you ain't lost your job. Why are you crying? Like, I lost yeah. my job. But, you know, she gave me a hug and she was like, you know, I'm kind of upset that it happened this way. She's like, but then I'm kind of not because now you can go finally do what you want to do. And I.E. because she used to watch me. I used to be late every day, like twice, twice a week during my lunch break because I would go shoot my blog because um, our office was located right across the town center. So a lot of my blog, was sh my fashion blog was shot at the town center. So she would literally see me running back to my desk and then grabbing my corporate clothes, running to the bathroom, change it, and then coming back to my desk. Okay. So she always felt like it. She was like, go do what you want to do. She was like, don't, you don't need to be sitting at an office desk. And I guess ultimately she was right. So, yeah. That's what's up. So with the, the fashion blog, like, okay. how did that... How did that come about? I mean, you're a big fashion fan, but what yeah. you want to do, like, a blog? Um, I don't know. I just like fashion. Like, I was always a person who was raised. My mom raised me in, like, the best clothes, and um, I was just always a girly girl who loved fashion. So, and, of course, I occasionally like to take pictures, so it was just very easy for me to do something that I wanted to do. I hated I don't know, just living a standard life or going to work a nine to five. And then, like I said, my mom was just always one of those women who just said, don't be working all day for somebody else and you're not working on yourself. So that was kind of like my outlet with the fashion blog. Okay. So like, did you make like uh, any money with the fashion blog? Like um, I had some collaborations with some boutiques that did pay me and I had discount codes. And I will tell you right now for any influencers, unless you're Kim Kardashian, that shit is like, it ain't all what it's cracked up to be. Unless you're like big influencers. Like this one girl that I knew that, um, her name's Jaleesa Yvonne. Like, I think she made a, her first million by July of this year. Um, unless you're getting major brands, like everybody's a content creator. Everybody is an influencer on social media now. So, yeah. So how do you take your fashion blog How do I take my fashion blog yeah, what and you then? Learn from the fashion that you use. I learned lighting, I learned angles, and I learned pretty much how to make a person feel confident as if how I would feel. I think my biggest thing when it came to photographing anybody is I know how I want to feel when somebody photographs me, and I want to make sure somebody gets my best angles. Because no matter the type of body you have, Everybody has a flaw type of angle. So it's like finding a person's angle, finding what lighting looks good on them is important. So I felt like if I was that good at identifying that with me, I can only imagine if I ever got behind a camera and was able to do that to somebody else. 
So, and then like I said, with me working in the hospital and learning how to become a people person, that gave me the confidence to be able to blossom and show what I can do behind the camera. So you got like, okay, so you collab with any besides your mentor, any other photograph, like photographer? Um, uh, D2R, Dreams to Reality. Dre, he does a lot of the videography, a lot of weddings. Okay. I've collabed with him a lot. Um, and who else have I collabed with? I think he's mainly the only one, but I've met several photographers and videographers under him because he believes in all of us being a team. And I remember when I met him, by that time I thought I was like hot shit when I met him, but then it's like you realize how much you can learn from that because then he saw the type of equipment I had. He was like, oh, that's kind of dope. Cause he was the videographer, I was the and I was the lead photographer at this at this wedding, and um, he was showing me different things that I can do just in case if batteries ever went out or if the lighting is not right, what I can put the settings on. So I've learned a lot from Dre. Yeah. Never, that's why I would have never been good at it because I would have probably showed it with an iPhone. Well, here's, so here's a fun fact. Before, I, and I think I mentioned this, like before I even invested in a camera, for two years straight, my blog was shot with nothing but my iPhone portrait right, yeah, mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like it was shot with nothing but nothing but the portrait mode. So, um, but then you guess what? You learn about Adobe, you learn about Adobe Photoshop, Adobe Lightroom, and then you learn how to edit. And if you can get that, but iPhone portrait mode, if you can get that lighting, it's, all, it's never the, the hype of the day. It's always um, morning or it's evening. But if you do it in the middle of the day, it's like you need a, a perfect hint of shade to get that perfect lighting. It looks like a full-frame camera. Yeah, and so a lot of people don't know that, but you can. And then those portrait-like photos, I'll go in and then I will edit those, and people would never know. So there were times where people asked me what camera I use, and I would just be lying Saying I had this camera, knowing darn well I wasn't, and I was using my iPhone. Yeah, that's part yeah. of the hustle, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah for real. Yeah. I'm about to get to the top like that. For real. So you, so are you like, you ever dabble back into the blog? Like, um, I've thought about it, um, more from an artistic standpoint as far as blogging, because um, I have taken a few master classes on journalism, um, and I am currently working on a, a series right now for breast cancer awareness. Um, in honor of my mom. So I am learning more about journalistic things, but I think that's what that's what would be the next route I would take my blog to. Like, don't get me wrong, I love fashion. I have an eye for fashion, but I think with time, I think a lot of things elevate, and I just want to make it a little bit more artistic this time. Okay. Yeah. So what is, by you being, I say, a business owner... <laughs> How do you fit in, like, your mommy time? Uh, he comes with me. Really? He does. Um, yeah. I don't know. I make it work. I just don't sleep. <laughs> like, I, I just don't sleep. Um, and a lot of people ask me, they was like, we don't see how you do it. And I don't see how I do it. <laughs> but I manage it. And um, I think it's even cool sometimes when he comes along and he's like, oh, let me grab the camera. And he's grabbed the camera before and... Some of my clients have let Randy uh, shoot shoot them, and, you know, he, he does. He has a good eye, and sometimes he'll sit there in the bed with me, and we'll turn on the TV and have a movie night while I edit, and he was like, well, Mom, what if you do this? What if you make, well, how can you make the sky a little bit more bluer? So he, uh, he inspires me to go even harder 
Because I feel like no matter what I do, he'll always adjust to anything that I do. Yeah. So what, what is one city, I say one city, a couple of cities like you want to go and just shoot, like just? Um, cities or countries, because when you do cities, it's like you're minimizing what I really want to do. Well, okay, well, yeah, yeah countries. So, of course, I think any, I think anywhere. Um, I was oh, I was once told when I said I feel like there's not a, you know how like when you grow up in a town and somebody tells you, uh, uh, it's just nothing here. Like, somebody said, oh, it's nothing in Baker or it's nothing in Jacksonville. It's like, you can look at it like that or you can create it how you want to. Um, there is a photographer here that does GQ uh, magazine that's in Jacksonville. His name is Malcolm Jackson. And he did a whole, a whole series on uh, the north side. Oh, yeah. 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 And I mean... Just his work is amazing. And he made it look artistic. He didn't make it look ghetto or what people may stereotype it about. He literally just made it look like art, right, like this was his truth. This is where he was raised from. So I've never looked at, you know, my hometown as a place where it's like other places I want to shoot. But if I do want to shoot anywhere, I would just say I think anywhere that I travel, my camera's always with me. Now, my dream place is to shoot. I want to shoot in Paris. I want to shoot south of france i want to shoot in greece i want to go to mexico and shoot there's everywhere i want to shoot there's not a particular place i just am a person who wants to create art anywhere so what okay so like do you get like any out of town business out of state business uh yeah i have a wedding in dallas coming up i have a wedding down south that's coming up both are actually in october um so I did a wedding a few weeks ago, and there's a family member from um, their their side of the family that is getting married in Puerto Rico, and I'm in negotiations with that right now as well. So yeah. So how do your contracts work? Like, how do you have your contracts? Oh, they're very like ironclad. They're so strict. Um, <laughs> I mean, if we're being completely honest, the reason why I have I started off my mom, literally, she was could tell she was supposed to be my executive assistant. She would always say, don't ever post their picture as if you didn't get them to sign it. And I'm like, like, she's always tripping. She's always finding something. But it was actually a family member that tripped out and was like, don't post unless I give you permission to post. And I was like, oh, word. And I did your photo shoot for free. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So after that, I learned. I looked up photography contracts. I learned about clauses. I learned about... um, uh, release forms for, for photography, even if they're a minor. Um, I created clauses when it comes to as far as if the clients, especially with wedding parties, if they don't cooperate. Um, it's just that you understand how I work and then I understand how how they work. You know what I'm saying? And it's like everybody's in agreement. It's communication. And reading is fundamental. So it's like contracts are very important, especially with, with how I work. Have you had anybody, like, kind of act up on the contract? Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. They signed the contract, and then they wanted to reschedule three times, and then understanding that there is a retainer fee. A retainer fee is a non-refundable deposit. And they're like, oh, we don't get our deposit back. I said, did you read your contract? Yeah, I read it. I said, did you sign your contract? Yeah, I signed it. That's the first clause. What's the second one? It's the second clause in my contract about this is your retainer fee just for the inconvenience. So 
Oh, they do. They trip. They trip about things like that. But um, like I said, I try to work with all my clients. I honor all of my clients. And if I feel like it's fair, um, then we work something out. So, yeah. So what about the relaunch? Fat Pink Chic is rebranding. Um, Fat Pink Chic, the re- Wait, so, where you get that name from? <laughs> it's me. Like Fat Pink Chic is is me. It describes me. Um, if you actually break the words apart, fabulous. Fabulous is one of my favorite words to use as far as women, women empowerment. I'm very big on that. Um, it's just a way for us women to hype each other up. And then pink, girly girl is my favorite color. And then, it, as I said, it started off as a fashion blog. So if I was to describe my my sense of fashion, it was always chic. So, and then you put it together, fat pink chic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah, about the branding. <laughs> the relaunch. What about it? Yeah, tell us about it. Like, um, Well, I can't give me too many details, but it will be a different approach to how I shoot. So, I have been studying a new shooting style, and that's pretty much what I'll be introducing. Um and it's just more of the type of photography that I want to do, like really pinpointing the type of photographer that I am, which is, um, no, you know, you have adventurous photographers, you have wedding photographers, but mine is more so kind of just identifying myself as a portrait photographer because that's my niche. Like that's what stuck to me, stuck out to me with photography is the portrait shots, the more artistic shots. Okay. Yeah. So. That's a, that's a dope direction. Because, like, a lot of people now in the photographer world kind of, you get, like, a group of girls coming in, like, and they have this, everybody has this one thing that they're shooting. Yeah. You know, whether it's shooting the money out the gun mm-hmm. or a bunch of balloons, and it's not, like, a yeah. lot of elegance in it. So here's the thing. Like, I've never had a terrible client. Like, I have really, really good clients. Um, think about my clients is that because of word of mouth, because I will tell you, I'm not really good with posting the social media every day with my business. It is a total job. So a lot of my business goes with the experience and the word of mouth. So um, my clients are really good. Like, they just always, um, they always say, well, I heard about your experience. And so, um, no, 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 you can do it. But what's the question again? Oh, man. I'm seeing how, like a lot of people. You can reshoot it, Trey. A lot of people changed. I mean, a lot of people are kind of into a, a different style, and you kind of, you know, just give you props for. Okay. Doing the elegant style. Yeah. So, like I was saying with my clients, they, like I said, they always say, "Well, you have a really good eye, so we trust what direction you take us in." So when it comes to that, like, so when somebody inquires about. Um, Shoot it with me. We sit down. We have a whole. We do a whole phone con- consultation. So I'll know if I'm the perfect photographer for you. If I feel like that I can't fulfill exactly what you want, I will recommend you to another photographer that I know. Um, so in that instance, a lot of it goes into once the contracts is signed and the deposit is uh the the contract signed, the deposit is made. There's a whole creative process that comes after it. So we talk about locations. We talk about, we built a whole mood board. I create a whole digital mood board on um, and send to my clients and say, hey, so I'm thinking of this inspiration. What do you think? And 100% of my clients always love it, whether it's a wedding, whether it's a birthday shoot, whether it's a branding shoot, whether it's any of that stuff. 
Okay. So, yeah. You have a particular favorite, um, I guess, style or favorite location, like here locally, Ooh. that you like to shoot? I don't know. Well, you know what? I used to love to shoot at Cummins Museum's Garden. Have you ever been there? No, no, no. It's really, really pretty. Um, you can shoot anybody there, but... Uh, but I don't think I have a particular favorite place. I just always, I always go off of what the client wants. And so for me, that's kind of like, okay, I know the perfect place. But there is not a perfect place that I like to shoot. I don't think so. There, there hasn't been one. Other than the Cummins Museum, that was some place I felt like that was beautiful. But there's a lot of beautiful places that I shoot. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw a... Um I mean, I myself, we shot at Huguenot one time. I thought that was pretty as... Where is that? There. Huguenot Beach. Yeah. In Jacksonville? Yeah. Off of, was it Hexer? Yeah, oh, Hexer where the trees are. Yeah, yeah. Brushaway yeah. Island. Yeah, yeah, Big Tarbert Island. Yeah. I've shot in there several times. Really, really pretty during yeah. sunset and sunrise. Yeah. The rocks, the rock walls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've shot in there before. A couple times. Yeah, yeah it's really pretty. Yeah. So, I got to ask you this. Okay. So, what about a family discount? Do you give I will tell you this. Whether it's family or friends, if you do a photo shoot for them at a really good discount rate or if you do it absolutely for free, guess what happens? They're going to want the same type of energy that you give your clients that pay that full price. Damn right, so, yeah. why should I give you that same type of energy when it's a discount or it's free? So, it's like, no... Why should they have to pay me? Because literally, I don't say like, oh, they pay me. No, for some people, it is an investment um, when it comes to how my portrait style and the price and stuff that I quote, it, it is an investment. So for me to give someone a discount and then you have the same energy as the person who pays, that's not fair. So I try to be fair all around the board when it comes to that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. I mean, we kind of run into the same thing with mm -hmm. uh, me and my wife's business. Okay. And, a lot of times when you're dealing with and family. She's, and she's bomb, and that takes hours. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. And I think people, you know, like, they, they don't even include you or your time into the factor. It's just no. like, especially family, it's just like, hey, can you do this for me? A lot of times yeah. last minute or it's a lot of different things. And, mm -hmm. like, dealing with family is just a, a big headache. Like, I, I totally understand that shit. Yeah, because um, at the same time as... You know, in the in the words of some of the greatest people, they'll tell you, you're not paying, you know, for the time. You're paying me for my experience. And there's years of experience. Like, I have a lens, I have a lens that costs, um, I want to say, five grand after taxes and after the insurance that goes with it. It's a five grand. It's a $5,000 lens. And, you know, my cameras, I have to have backup cameras. So... All of, all the while, like I have equipment that's worth anywhere between twenty to thirty grand. Oh yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's it is an investment. Yeah. For yeah. sure, and I'm sure with her having a cake business, is oh yeah, big, yeah, yeah, yeah. No bullshit no more. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when we like you said when we when we first started out, like you you gotta you gotta cut favors because you want to get your yeah. name out, you want to show people what you're capable Absolutely. of. Absolutely. Like even from the beginning, you knew your skill set. You know, yeah. like, you knew your potential, but. Like once you, once you get established, like fuck that, you know I need my money. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah money, exactly. Man. Yeah, cause it's like you've, and then like I said, there are times where it's like I gotta go do a photo session, and then my son is not with me, so yeah. I take time away from him too. 
You know, so no, it's it's worth it though. It's worth it. I haven't had a client that ever once complained about their photos, so it's definitely worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a, a person? I wouldn't say well. Yeah. Do you have a, a particular person or maybe a, a group or organization that you would like to just kind of you know get a contract with uh, as far as photography wise here locally or globally? Ooh, like that's a good question. Um, like editorial magazines or absolutely All of the above, yeah. everything. Okay. I don't have a limit or I have a particular person like exposure is exposure. Um. That is the goal. Like, I want to see my photos in as far as editorial portrait photography. I want to see it in magazines. So I'm one of those type of people. I just always feel like sky's the limit, especially no matter how old you are when you're doing certain things. So there's not anyone in particular. There's anybody. So, of course, you know, I have a certain image that I like to uphold. So it's not like... Not you know certain yeah. magazines I'm not going to be in, but <laughs> no doubt, yeah, yeah, like you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, but no uh, yeah, and then of course eventually you know there's always that dream of wanting to be a fashion photographer. So there's still that love in fashion photo photography because I've always like I said, fashion will always be a love of mine. But it's understanding that sometimes I don't want to be in front of the camera. That maybe my niche of where it's sticking at is actually being behind the camera. Uh, yeah. yeah. Is it a person, like, a certain person, like, you want to shoot, like, since you started, like, man, like, famous. Beyonce. Like, what do you oh, mean? Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding, but Beyonce. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's, that'll go global. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's Beyonce. Global. Like, I think my dream, who's my dream person to shoot? Beyonce. Um, I would say Beyonce. Yeah. Like, she's, she's like the epitome of what a what a woman is like I love her so I'd imagine yeah. like she she probably knows oh probably listen she when she did her after she had her twins and she did she did um her her Vogue shoot mm -hmm. it was a 23 year old African-American male that shot that for her really yeah I did I took his whole master class on uh I took his whole master class on masterclass.com I have a whole account that I pay for just to take his master class yeah, he was he was the first he was the first African American to shoot for Vogue. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Do they do they have like behind the scenes on things like that? Like they do. They have they have all the behind the scenes of it. On um, they always do like a promotional behind the scenes clip um on Vogue.com. Okay. Yeah. Like I mean like like I mean like, I'm kind of into music so like there's a behind the scenes between for every type of concert. Like if mm -hmm. you're if you're a Beyonce fan, you can kind of find something on her band or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, and the crazy thing about it, her and Jay-Z actually has a photographer, and he actually did the photography for the white party that they were at in the Hamptons. You okay. seen those pictures? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he does their pictures. Um, I forgot his name. I'll I, I find his page. I follow him on social media. Yeah. But um, he does photography for him. He does photography for Diddy. He has that whole circle. And then there's another one. Her name is Flo. Um, I actually got a chance to meet her in New York in February, and I actually went to one of her events. Like, once the pot, I'll show you the videos and everything. Um, Foot Locker was honoring her. I had went to this event where Foot Locker was honoring all these young black photographers, and she's one of them. She's only 27 years old, but she was the first black photographer to cover the Met Gala this year. And that was big because you don't see too many black photographers that do. And she did. She had behind-the-scenes footage of, I mean... 
Cardi B, uh, the Kardashians, the whole family, everybody there. And then once it got out that she was the first black woman to ever do that, guess what? She blew up. Yeah. So, and and she, I mean, she's really dope. She's a very sweet woman. So what? Um, I'm talking about my boy, little Randy. Okay. So you know, I seen a couple couple pictures, like you know, <laughs> being Spider Man and all. Uh-huh. Is he is he still like? Like that's the only like way he lets me shoot him. Oh, for real? <laughs> I'm dead serious. Like that's the only way. He was Randy was my first trial as far as photography. I shot him as Black Panther, and I didn't know even clearly. It was literally like a backdrop like this. It was a soft box light, and I didn't have an external light. I literally shot it, and I think I turned the ISO on the camera all the way up, and I shot it, and then I uploaded it to the camera, and I remember sending it to his dad, and his dad was like. Oh, who did these photos? And I was like, I did them. And he was like, oh, these are dope. I was like, oh, it's dope. And then the second one was when I shot him, I was still doing the fashion blog. This was in between jobs. And I was um, teaching my mom because sometimes if my brother wasn't shooting me or my coworker Matt was not shooting me, my best friend Christina, my mom would shoot me. But she would shoot me in her living room. She was always that artsy person who would set up the whole thing. And so I had, we pull out this huge uh, black backdrop and I was showing her, hey, from this angle, sit right here and shoot, turn the camera up and then turn it down. That way it's an angle at me. And I show her, I said, Randy. Randy was running around in his Miles Morales costume at the time. This is when uh, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse had just came out. His dad had took him to go see it. And I had, of course, I had to order him the costume. So... He uh he run he's like running back and forth, just running back and forth. And I said, Randy, go sit on that chair. Randy went and literally put his feet on the chair and posed like the Spider-Man with his hand in between his feet, and then he had the hand sticking out. Yeah, yeah. And I shot that photo just to show my mom how to shoot me. And then I was like, oh wow. And I uploaded it. And this is one of his photos that's blown up in his room, and people think it's a movie poster. Yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. That's what you just said. yeah. Um, but then during the pandemic when we were bored, um, I think Spider-Man Far Far From Home came out and of course he asked for that costume. He was like, Oh mom, you gonna shoot me? I was like, Yeah. And so we eventually went out, we went downtown near San Marco area and I shot him at Spider Man. And I think those were my favorite because the clarity of them. Okay. Yeah. Character, so I, you know, he's always in character. Yeah. Yeah. So what? So who shoots you now? Who shoots me? Um, I don't know. What different photographers do. Oh, okay. But my brother shoots me a lot. He's he? the part. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. So his is a funny thing. So D- cameraman. Huh? I said, dear cameraman. Yeah. My brother has. Um, what is it called? It's like the training that you do in high school, TV production. He yeah, was, yeah, yeah. He was I the cameraman in high school, too, yeah. so he learned exactly how to do the camera. So when there were things that I didn't understand when it came to learning, when I invested into this expensive behind camera, he was like, "Sis, you can't, you can't have this expensive, expensive, you know, equipment. You not know how to use it." My brother did a whole crash course with me. I even totally forgot that he even knew any of this stuff. I thought he forgot, but he knew, and it came very natural to him. And um, a lot of my portraits with my mother, he shot those. Okay. Yeah, he shot all of those photos of me and my mom. Yeah. That. Yeah, it's a fun fact. Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought Mr. Dwayne shot them. <laughs> That's a bug for me. Okay. Yeah. Who, who shot them? Mr. Dwayne shot My dad? Yeah. Wow. Man. 
No. So you said earlier, like you you big on women empowerment, and that's are you are you gonna put something together like a, oh, I guess like a collection of like different women. Uh, I am currently with the uh, series that I'm working on for breast cancer awareness right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So what are like? Um, well, it's pretty much women who are telling their stories who have uh, gone through the whole battle of breast cancer and um, pretty much what the things, what things they did to persevere as they were going through some of the scariest times in their life. You know, me losing my mom to breast cancer, I would have never thought that because breast cancer doesn't even run in our family. Right. So um, I just knew... Even in my mom's darkest times, like her, even all the way up to her deathbed, last words that she ever said was Jesus. So she's always been um, spiritual and always prayed about certain things. So that was kind of big to me to feel like in her honor to kind of just do that. Okay. Yeah. So when is it dropping in October? October. Okay. Yeah. And you relaunching when? August 1st. August. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's right around the corner. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, August 1st, cool, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I just posted social media. I just posted my logo on there and my new logo, and it will go from there. Yeah. So how you come with that logo? You or you just? I created that logo, yeah. Where, where it come from? Like, Where does it come from? Yeah. Like, um, it was literally a month of just playing around. It was like, uh <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like this. Um, I felt like my first logo, it was cute. Um, but a lot of things to me, I've kind of self-taught myself a lot of things. So I felt like that when, because I think with my name, it comes off very girly. But my brand is not just for women. Like I shoot men all the time too. So it's, it's more of a unisex type of, type of logo for me. Do you ever just get like, Shoot. Absolutely. There, there are times where I use my days off with me and my son, and we literally go location scouting, and I take him out there, and it's certain days, like certain times of the day when it's like, I'd be like, let me shoot you, and then, well, now I have to bribe him with V-Bucks to even let oh, me shoot yeah, him. Yeah. But yeah, we do. We Rand, do. Random smart little fella, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he's, he's a finesse. Like, he, he makes me bro. <laughs> he... He's like, no, not 20, like 35. Like, oh, yeah. he's that guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, do do you get inspired by, like, say, like, TV shows or just, like, different stuff to where you, like, you want yeah. to shoot something like that and that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, There's a show that's on Amazon Prime, uh, Harlem. Mm-hmm. Harlem, have yeah. you have you seen that? No, my wife watches it. Oh my god, time. everything yeah. about Megan Good style, like yeah. I said, like that's how I want to photograph women. Like, it's a, yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, so Harlem, and I think it kind of even made me more inspired because one of my favorite shows was Sex in the City. So it's almost Makes like yeah. a black version of Sex in the City with with Harlem, like. Uh, Megan Good style and how her representation and her looks and how they shoot her um, in the scenes. I think that those are like my ideal of like how I want to shoot. Like if I ever did like street style photography. You, do yeah. You, do you see your uh, business branching off into like uh, movies or anything like movie production? Or um, anything like that? I hope so. Like I said, I never. Um, you, you seem like you have that. Yeah. You have that I don't. 
like I said, like when when people ask me stuff like that, or if I ever think about stuff, like I said, my mom's my mom's words always come to my mind. Always dabble in everything. Don't just limit yourself to one thing, um, because at the end of the day, you just never know what may stick, and you never know what may take off. So oh I don't want to limit myself to what I won't do in photography. I want to be able to do everything, and I want everything to be my art, and let the world be my canvas, and just continue to do things that make me happy. And branching out and doing things like that will make me happy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you just you, you just carry yourself that way, like. You, seem like you would be into production and stuff yeah like that. i appreciate yeah. that yeah. Uh, something like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you ever get like you going on shoes you be like man this is so cliche i do <laughs> I, that was the purpose of the rebranding you uh, you have to you have to elevate yourself or not you get bored like that was the purpose of it you do you get bored with saying oh family stand there and smile and yeah it's like, no, okay, so what can we do different? Um, so I will share this. So my mom passed July 26th, and then I have a best friend. I have one of my closest friends. Her name is Ashley Carter. She passed October 10th. She was the person that I would say, she was like, hey, boom, I'm having a baby. She was, she was outside of my son. She was literally my first muse as far as photography. I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but I quoted her a price, and she was like, boom. She sent me that, plus she sent me a payment ahead of time when it came to when the baby was born. And she was like, I want, um, she was like, I want to shoot. I want to have a maternity shoot, but I don't know what to do. She was like, but she, she was really good friends with my brother, so she was like a big sister to me, but we really got close when I started doing photography. She was like, but you know what? I'm going to challenge you. She was like, figure out something. That's when I found the location, uh, Big Tarbert Island, okay, with yeah, the trees. Yeah, okay. And so I said, okay, we, boom, we're going to go out there at 6 a.m. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but we're going to do it, like I guess. Yeah. So she had this African dashiki type of dress. And I remember it was nobody out there. And the, the tiles were kind of low. So there was like sand that sat in the middle and there was like, like waves just like hit it. So I told her, I said, go out there and pop your top off and just do this. And she literally put her hands up and it was a whole black and white silhouette where she was blacked out, but you saw the silhouette of her body. And I never knew how far that picture would even go, even to the fact that she used that photo. Ad. She asked, could she get the photo release of it to use it for her brand? Like, there's even a shot of her holding her belly. And it's almost like she's not even in Big Tabard Island. It's almost like she's in a totally different country. Mm. And it's, it's, it's crazy. She had these dreads. They were blue. And then her dashiki was, was, like, blue and yellow. And then when we blacked it out, it just stood out. And then after that, it just became something like anytime I shot her, it was like magic. Now, when she had her daughter, Kyla... Um, we did the standard photography shoot, like, um, where we shot all the family was at the house and stuff like that. But then when she had that baby and that baby was one and she had decided she wanted to get her certification, become a life coach, she was like, I need to figure this, how to do this. I'm insecure. Like, I've gained weight. How do we do this? And I was like, I don't know, but let me figure this out. And I remember I, it took me two weeks to find a location. And I found a brand new location for her. And it was our last shoot that we did together. It was maybe two weeks before my mom had passed. Um, but it was Julison Creek, and it was like their trail, their walking trail. And it was literally like 
just woods. And we literally walked in the woods and she had this vintage white wedding dress on. She, she, I was like, you know what? Because her mom was very old school. Her mom kept everything. And I remember we were trying to figure out what to style her in. She always let me style her. By this time, she had shaved her head off. She had a shortcut and it was blue. Greenish blue, aqua blue. Is that like a favorite color or something? Yeah, blue is her favorite color. And um, I said, okay. So she was like, I just don't know. I can't figure out what to wear. And she started crying and we just had like a a moment. And I said, we're going to figure this out. And I said, Miss Deidre, who was her mom, I said, what's in your closet? I was really close to her mom too. And I remember we found this white dress and it was, it was not zipped up. It was like draped off of her. And I said, okay. And we took some, I had um, uh, backdrop clips and I took some out my bag and I clipped the back of her and it created this whole silhouette. And I said, okay. I said, I think I got a location. And she was like, okay, cool. So I, show, I showed her, I sent her pictures. I took shots of where I wanted to uh, shoot her at. And she was like, I love it. And, she, and so I remember we went out there. We did three outfits. Well, two outfits. No, three. We did three outfits. And one was like another version of like a dashiki dress. She was very like earth-like, um, Afro soul. And then that white dress. But that white dress ended up being one of the prettiest pictures I've ever taken. Actually, one of, it's one of two of my favorite fo- uh, shots that I've ever taken ever. So, yeah. And so now when I look at it now, it's like, wow. You know, especially now that she's gone, it's like, yeah. it's almost like a, it's like a, like a tribute to her. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever, um, shoot, shooting anybody, have you ever like, Got to the point where you had to kind of scale somebody back, like they're drifting towards a style of shooting that you like. Nah, this ain't this ain't what this ain't what I stand for. Now we're not gonna do this. Mm, no. Okay. No. Like I said, um, once every the date and time, like contract is everything confirmed. There's a whole creative process going on, and I think my communication skills with my clients are really professional. So there's an you already kind of got the ideal of what we're doing before long before we even shoot. Okay. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. So what? Okay. So like your clients, do you ever like? Did you how you just describe you got her dress and all that? So like. Your male clients, do you ever see them like, hey, bro, this ain't working? Like, you may want to change the shirt. A man? Yeah. Um, No, because they consult with me what they were. I always ask my clients to send me photos of what they're wearing prior to the oh, shoot. God, God. Yeah. And then they always ask me for my advice. And if the client know, personally knows me or knew that Fat Pink Sheet was a blog before, they always ask me, so what do you think I should wear? Or where can I find this? So I haven't run into those issues yet. Yeah. So if you get, like, a, a, a photo of, like, some Jabot jeans and a... Fubu 05 jersey. <laughs> you know, I mean, is that, is I would question, are we doing like a retro type of look? No, but, no, this is current, yeah. Um, yeah, nah. I, I, you know, I'm pretty honest with my clients, you know. Fresh pair of black yeah. forces? I mean, it depends. Hot top? You know, there's a Colin Kaepernick type of special edition type of all black forces out uh, there. You know, it depends on the type of forces they got, you know. But I don't knock the forces now, so yeah, 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 yeah. So when you when you travel, like your vacation, do okay, you, do you like just shoot around? I or? do, yeah. Like, um, I took my camera everywhere. Like, I went to Hawaii in April, and I used my best friend as a canvas. Oh, 
Oh. Yeah, like, I used her. We had, like, our view was Diamond Head Mountain, and we even did a whole photo shoot on top of the mountain. So, I mean, I was tired as hell. It was my first hike up a mountain, but it was something that I can have and then something that she uses. And she she even has one of the... um. She even has one of the photos blown up in her office because she works for CBS Studios. So, I mean, it's pretty cool. Yeah. What is what is the hardest part about photography to you? I don't get no sleep. Oh. Yeah, like, because um, you got to say, like, I still work a corporate job, and it's not an entry-level corporate job anymore. Like, I'm over four departments at my job. So, um, it's that. And then, you know, I homeschooled a kid for two years, and... Yeah. Um, and then some days when I get off work at five, I'm like, all right, Randy, get dressed. Come on, let's hop in the car. And I got a session. And then guess what? I got to come home. I still got to spend time with him. I still have to cook dinner. Um, and once he's down for sleep, guess what? That laptop got to come open. I got to edit. So. Damn. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of time. Yeah. yeah. So. How long does it take you like that? It depends. It depends on the lighting. Um, if I get that light and perfect, I can edit a session in one sitting. Um, but it really all just depends. Like if if I'm not like crazy tired, I can I can I can be up to about two. Cause there was literally like a whole streak for like six months where I was going to sleep at two and I was waking up at seven to cook breakfast for the little one before he logged into school and before I logged into work. So there was like Going to bed by 2, like, I literally say, okay, Ashley, you got to go to bed by 2 o'clock. You got to get sleep. And then waking up at waking up at 7 to cook before I logged into work and before he woke up for school. Mm. Yeah. You, you, yeah, you're really on your grind, yeah. Yeah. So, when you, so why when you take a vacation, you just don't take your camera? Why you just... What do you mean? Because you, that's the point of relaxing, like, that's the point of your vacation. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like... You have to understand, like, from a perspective of photography. Like, I'll tell you, like, for example, when my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer, like, if anybody knew my mom, she's always had long, pretty, curly hair. So when she lost her hair, it was like, <laughs> it's, it's funny because she made a joke out of it. Uh, she was like, uh, I look like one of them, like, those African monkeys, like, with the hair. And I was like, no, you don't. And I remember one of the things that she said that I made her feel good about is when I said, let's take a picture. And I remember I took this photo. That's, like, my second shot, favorite shot. To, I took this photo of her and my dad. My dad is bald. And oh, yeah. they're literally facing each other. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and he's looking up at her, and she's looking down at her with her eyes closed. And it was a beautiful shot. So I feel like with portrait, with photography, it's kind of like no matter where you go, even if I even have my phone, um, because I've learned so many, so many techniques as far as how to make even my phone now look like I shot with like a high-tech camera. Um, it freezes a moment in time. So even if you go out of town or it's like, no, grab your camera, it freezes that moment. Now, that's not me saying pull your cell phone out and when the steak come out, all right, everybody don't eat. Let me take a picture of the drinks. And I hate that. Yeah, that I put my phone up. Like when it comes to like me, like, okay, I need to eat. There's no, there's no phone on the table. But when it's like if I'm out, if I'm in Paris, what do I look like not having my camera if the Eiffel Tower is in the backdrop? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It freezes a moment in time. And it's like, especially when you, I've learned 
that even with my gift of photography, how precious it is to me with losing loved ones. So it does. It freezes moments and times. And I have these moments with my mom every year I took a photography photo with her. I took a Mother's Day photo with her. I have all those portraits now, although she's not here. So that's kind of like my favorite thing that I like about photography because it does freeze moment in time. You're not going to have that moment when the baby is one day old anymore, but you got that shot. You know, you have that to reminisce on. You know what I'm saying? Or the moment you say I do to somebody, that's important. So it does. It freezes a moment in time. And traveling, that's an experience. Like, becoming experience becoming world culture. No, like, have a day where, now, it's not every moment because you have to enjoy your vacation. But have a moment where it's like if you're just out and about and you're just trailing the city or um, anything like that, grab your camera. And I think from when I, this was a first for me in Hawaii. And I said, you know, what? I'm just going to try it. There was one day I had my camera and I just saw couples and I saw people and I've done it in Jacksonville too in between sessions. There was one time I had like four sessions and I would just randomly see people and I was like, oh, you know what? You look really pretty. Can I, I'm a photographer, boom, give them my business card and I would just snap photos of them. Do like a whole random photo shoot, give them the photos for free if they give me the release to the photos. I've done that several times and I did it to about four people in Hawaii. So yeah, yeah. So, so what is what is like? He said the hardest thing is sleep. So, what is the most difficult thing to do? Like the video? Well, you don't do video. I do not do videography. I'm oh, not no. there yet. No, that is not. I will when somebody asks me that. I do recommend them to uh, people that I know that do videography. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Well, besides like. Do you look at like you be in like magazines and be like, man, that's not the right lighting for that? Or do you think other people's yeah. work? Absolutely. All the time? Not all the time, but there are some. Um what is the gymnast name that was on Vogue? Simone Boss. There we go. She was on Vogue. But and I remember the photographer got so bashed for how she looked. But I took her masterclass too, and I understood when I saw the photo, because it's not a bad photo, it's just, I guess, as our culture would say, if you want to be folk, when you see uh, a black woman, we need to be bright, we need to be vibrant, we need to look this way, we need to look that way. And you have to understand, this is what I mean about rebranding, everybody has a photography style. Her name's Anne, who did her, who did uh, Simone's photos. She has a, free, a photography style. All her photos are in the same tone. She shot Kim and Kanye and North when Kim first got on Vogue with the family, and it's the same tone. It's the same lighting. It's the same nude. It's the same mood. Everything. But I remember how how bad our culture, you know, kind of just bashed her because. Uh, because of how Simone looked in the photo. And it's like, it's not a bad photo, but it was just her, it was her signature style of how she edits photos. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, there's always times where I look at certain photos and I'm like, well, maybe I'll do this. But I'm not, as a photographer, I will tell you this, I am not a judgmental person on how a person takes a photo, only because... I'm still learning. And nobody's perfect at this whole photography game. It's just you shoot what you feel is inspiration. 
So that's just the biggest thing. So I try not to be so judgmental when it comes to how a photo looks or how a person is because, I mean, it made it to a magazine, but, you know, I said, so whether or not you like it or you love it, it adds controversy. People are talking about it, and people are talking about a photographer. Yeah. And it never stopped her work because she's actually one of the head photographers for Vogue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So she getting checks. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. She's shot some of the greatest people, like, ever. She's every, so every party that's somebody, as far as who's been involved, she shot them. And I mean, she literally goes out in the middle of the desert, literally hot in the day, and has all this equipment. And she literally shots. I took her master class. Her master class was really good. It was very insightful. Yeah. So, so like, one more question for me. Okay. So, as as a photographer, okay, how often do you criticize yourself? All the time. <laughs> That's but I, I mean for real, like criticism time. makes you better though. All the time, like because yeah. I sometimes feel like, oh, why didn't I make them do this? Like sometimes I'll a lot of times when I finish up a session. Because I'm a girl, a girl who loves in the car to bump trap music. And when I'm finished with my sessions, like music is not on. And I'm thinking about a session. I'm like, maybe I should have did this or maybe I should have did that. Or maybe I should have did it later in the day, not in the hype of the day. And it's a million questions going through my mind. So when I am editing, sometimes I see a photo. I'm like, why didn't I make them do this? Or why didn't I make them do that? Even though once I send them the photos, it's always like a, a waiting period when you send your client the photos. And they're like, oh, my God. Or they'll call you and they're crying, and it's like, okay, maybe I don't feel that bad after all. But before the the editing process, and then when you send the photos, it's like, whew. But then it's like when you get that response and you see how much your client loves it, then it's like, okay, don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, because that's that's about all we have. I mean, we would like you to tell you know our listeners where they could reach you at. Okay. Drop all your information. Yeah. Okay. So my website that'll be relaunched August 1st is fabpinksheet.com. That's F-A-B-P-I-N-K-C-H-I-C.com. And then I am on Instagram, FPC Photography. So those are the places that they can reach me. Just Instagram? You don't have a, I have a Facebook, and it's fabpinksheet photography. Okay. And then email is fpcphotography at yahoo.com. You know, we, you know, we wish you the best. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That's it for the cover ground. We appreciate Miss Ashley Woods for coming through. I'm your boy, Kels. Tracy. We'll catch y'all next time.